The Milwaukee Brewers have some exciting new news to announce. The Badgers have dropped two straight now. The Bucks have kicked off their season, and the Green Bay Packers come out with a win against the Chiefs. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brew City Boys. That's at Brew City Boys. You can also like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube by searching Brew City Boys. If you're liking what you're hearing, give us a share on iTunes and Spotify and give us a five-star review and tell us how great we are. Make sure you're keeping up with our website and our merch. We always have a great episode for you. Um, Here we go. You're listening to Tundra Talk. October 29th. It's been so it's such a long time, Dom. How's it going? Dude, I'm kind of tired. Not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, tired. I'm good. I'm happy about the sport, about Packers sports and everything like that, but I'm kind of tired. Yeah, I'm getting tired lie. of that crap on Monday Night Football from last night, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that was, was awful. That was an awful game. It was boring as hell. Yeah, but let's just but, kick right into this. Um, uh, first, I'll apologize because we didn't get this... I posted on the Tundra Talk Twitter that we were going to get this out on um, Monday night, but just turned out to be a busy day. So Tuesday, here we are. Yes, so, sir. Um, let's get, let's just start off with the Brewers right away. Um, there's speculation, there's rumors swirling right now that there's going to be a there a logo change because we know the stadium's changing. It's probably mm-hmm. it's no longer going to be Miller Park, but it will always be Miller Park to us. Um, but they. There's speculation that logo is going to change, and with the logo change, it's going to be uniforms, of course. I I like it. I like the idea. I mean, it's a new. I feel like it's kind of like the way that the Milwaukee sports scenes have gone. Like, because you've seen with the Bucks, new stadium, new uniforms. Like, it's a new era of Bucks, and it's like a it's like a new era of like players, and it's like a new era of just like the sport in general. So I kind of like. I like the idea to be honest because it's it, like it's like you know what let's bring it up new you know like we're kind of we're on the rise we've made the playoffs two straight years you know let's bring in something new get the fans more engaged yeah um so I I like the idea personally I think so too so well how it's gone so far um in the recent years so we'll just go with the Miller Park era so mm-hmm. in the last year in County Stadium they released the current logos and that circle with the Brewers in front of it like the okay. words brewers that was the, oh yeah, yeah that was the primary logo from like 2000 to 2017 i think and then the m that we like we all know it's recognizable that m with the wheat underneath it the barley mm-hmm. that only became the primary logo in 2018 so it's kind of a, a little surprising that they're kind of they're taking this route um yeah because they just made the m the primary after it had been the secondary this whole um like this last the last two decades recently though they've been you know that powder blue with the gold yeah Yeah, that they've been using that glove the that's probably my favorite logo i'm thinking that they're going to be using that i think that's going to be the new primary here soon yeah dude i think they should just go like full retro just i would love that i don't think they'll go full retro i think they'll um Oh, they definitely won't. I just think it'd be cool. They'll just modify, (laughs) because they have, they've done like a really deep navy, dark blue with Mm -hmm. with like a vibrant yellow on that logo. And I think those uniforms look cool. Like they had these alternates this year that I, once we get the video, because we're going to be bringing 
video to Tundra Talk here soon, which will be mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, once we get that going, we'll uh, we'll show. Um, we'll start showing this. If I wish I could show this picture right now, because these uniforms are sick. Yeah. But, I mean, I with like that, that, the retention of players and mm-hmm. and that it's really important. Um, yeah, I like the I like that because you see in like this year in the NBA, you've seen like the Raptors last night had their throwback court, they had the throwback yeah. jerseys, Sick. and like I kind of and I like that the MLB is doing it more just because like the MLB has been around longer, so they have like I want to see like the old jerseys like from like however long I don't even I'm not gonna lie I don't even know when the Brewers came into the league, yeah. but whenever they came into the league, like I like to see that just because it's like you know paying respects to like the old teams and things like that. And it's just like fun for the fans to see, to see mm-hmm. the old jerseys because it's not like I I've never seen them like until they play in them I I've never seen them in my life, um so I just think it's cool I think it's a fun thing for the fans because you can go out and buy like all the retro jerseys and stuff like that because I know like I've I definitely want one of the old retro Bucks jerseys and one of the old Packers jerseys as well so yeah. well they had the Brewers just had the team store in Miller Park just had a fifty percent off sale everything in the store they're com- they're completely renovating it. So that just ended in t- on the twenty eighth. So yesterday. Um, oh, okay. So they're they're selling. They're clearing house. They're ready to go. Um, so with that, there's not much more for the Brewers to discuss, really. Um, well, like we could talk about, about off season. What about um, the awards? Oh some yeah, got some awards. Yeah. So Josh Hader. Josh Hader was the NL reliever of the year. Um, uh, what did Christian Yelich win? He won, I think, the Jackie Robinson Award. Is that what it was? I believe it was the Jackie Robinson Award. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, like, uh, the, as the awards, the awards are still coming out. Um, mm-hmm. We'll find out more, like, the Golden Gloves and stuff. There's we there's yeah. finalists, and I'm... Low Kane, I think, Low is Kane's a finalist. a finalist, and yeah. we'll get those. We'll cover those next week when we figure out, mm-hmm. like, who's won, and then we'll talk about who's, like, the finalist for the awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... Um, the NL ma- manager of the year is going to be uh, the Cardinals guy. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. Um, but I like I really think there's a case for Craig Council. Mhm. Just from what he had to deal with, like for the yeah. postseason with all the injuries, uh-huh. I think I think he adjusted really well with what he had. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think the awards like give justice to like all the good managers and all the good players though, because there's there's always somebody that gets snubbed. So yeah. I think Yelich I think this was Hank Aaron the Award, not Hank the, Aaron Award. Not, my bad, my bad. Shame on us. <laughs> yeah. Shame on us. I know it was like one of those players, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. So good for them. Well deserved. Um. But yeah, like Rice said, we'll talk about that more next week when we have more information about the awards coming out. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see. So with that, we'll move on to the the Badgers. Um. I watched the second half of this uh, Ohio State game. Actually, no. <laughs> excuse me. I watched. The second quarter and most of the third quarter mm-hmm. of this Ohio State game. Um, I'm not even going to get into the Illinois game. I know we discussed it last week. Just a disgusting display of football. Um, Dude, like it looks like they don't like. It, where has where is the defense gone? Where is our offense gone? Like it looks like they just don't even know how to play football anymore. And yeah. don't get me wrong, Ohio State is a great team, very well coached. They have great players. They have possibly the number one pick in the draft next year on defense. I can't. I think his name is like Cameron Chase or something like that. He's a defensive end, and they have Justin an Fields, <clears throat> absolute yeah. animal. He has. He already has like eleven sacks on the season, which in college is absurd. 
Um, but like the Badgers just look like shit. I'm sorry. Excuse my language. They just look like shit. It's unfortunate because even Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Jonathan Taylor got the volume. He got the amount of touches he needed to. He's just not doing happen. anything with them at all. It's so irritating. Happen, especially this week. Also, Jack Cohn looked pretty bad this week. Um, oh, for sure. Like, <laughs> I would have rather gone in for Jack Cohn, and I suck, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, the, the Badgers were calling for Graham Mertz. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, do you even think we have a chance if no, that winning no the chance. Big Ten? Well, no, because Ohio State won yeah. the Big Ten. Um, the real, the real thing is, is uh, dropping back to 18th. Like uh, to me, winning the Big Ten, yeah, it matters. You're gonna need to win the Big Big Ten to make the playoffs. But after we lost to Illinois, um, there's no hope. Yeah. <laughs> dropping down to 13 in the AP poll, and then this dropped us to what 18? Yeah, I'm pretty sure 18. So. But. I don't know. The Badgers, I think they, as long as they finish strong, I mean, at this point, I mean, the, we're not having a bad season in any aspect. I'm ready for Badger basketball. Oh, agreed. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm done I'm with kinda, football now. For such college, a, at least. Such yeah. A, yeah <laughs> it's such a 180 from where it was. Um, yeah. Like, if the Badgers keep losing, I'm probably just going to stop watching because yeah. at that point, I'm just wasting my time. And the, the biggest thing I'm mad about, Rye, is the defense, dude. The defense was, like, I think first best at like third downs they allowed like at like 15 third downs against ohio state they just have not playing they have not been playing well i don't know what jim leonard the defensive coordinator has been doing but he i don't know he's just like feel i feel like he's done a complete 180 these last two weeks and it's really disappointing to see because he's a good he's a good coach and he knows how to get his players fired up but the players just aren't performing yeah, like i thought he like there were in the first half the defense didn't look awful Mm-hmm. Like the second quarter for sure, and most of the third quarter. But when the offense, yeah. like you can really do scoring? so much when your offense exactly, yeah. is not staying on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree because the defense gets tired. I could see like Zach Bond, the start, one of the start players on the Badgers uh, defense, was just getting tired, couldn't get around the edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a disappointing loss. Um, but hopefully they finish strong and. Hopefully Badger fans can have something to talk about at the end of the season. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, um, with that, let's move on to the Bucks. Um, yes. Also, I'm not going to call it a disappointing start to the season because it is so early um, for the Bucks. For the yeah. Bucks, but oh, not at all. Losing in overtime to Miami was tough. I, I'm a big Heat fan. You know that. Give Give Miami credit though. They've always my. Their Eric Sprouser coaches those guys very defensively. They're a very defensive team and like gritty team, and that's what makes them because they know they don't have that superstar. Like they don't have the Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi. Well, they, they don't have well, they have Jimmy Butler, but, but he's, he didn't he hasn't play played the first three. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they know they don't have that, so they have to play like gritty, gritty basketball, and that's what they're really good at doing. Um. So, I mean, give them some credit, but the Bucks also shot horrible in the second half. They mm-hmm. shot two for 16 from the three-point line after making, I believe, 12 in the first half, 12 or 13, which you're not going to win if you're shooting two for 16 from the three-point line. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen, especially not in today's NBA. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm not worried about this game, dude. It's it's It was the second game into the season. People are all upset. It's like the Bucks aren't going to win all 82. They're going to lose some games. Like It to happens. Me, 
what what what's not exciting about it or what's disappointing about it is they did come out so hot last year. You yeah. Know? They started 7 and 0. They got and these are winnable games. Mhm. That's no, what's I, most I agree, devastating is like the the Rockets were the test. They mm-hmm. they didn't smoke them, but like they that was a, stopped that was a James good Harden. Game. It was a great game coming back from a 16 point deficit only to that sick Giannis tip in to send it into overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they handled the Cavaliers the other day, but now we're going in, we're going into Boston tomorrow night, I think. And I believe so. Yeah. That like, I'm why am I scared? I'm, I'm not too worried about Boston in all honesty. I don't think, I think Jalen Brown, first of all, is overpaid. Secondly, I think he's overrated. I don't think he's that great of a scorer. He only averages about averaging 15 points. Isn't bad in any, any aspect, but for a guy who's getting paid, like, like over a hundred million as he is, that's not good. Like, it's, yeah, you sh- he shouldn't have been. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I'm glad we both agree on that. Um, He's a role but, player. He should be, be like he yeah. should be paying. He should be paid less than Middleton, and he is paid he, less than Middleton. He's like a lesser. Who should I compare him to? I don't want to compare him to Lou Williams because Lou Williams is a straight up baller He's a beast. But you know what I mean. Like he come. Like he'll he'll get you. He'll either get you thirty or he'll get you four. That's what Jalen Brown gives you. Um, but anyways, I'm not too worried about Boston. They've been looking kind of shaky. Obviously, you have Kemba, great point guard, great scorer. They got Gordon Hayward coming off the bench, Marcus Smart, all these guys. But the Bucks free agents dude have been balling. Like, Kyle mm-hmm. Korver is making an impact. Yeah. Like, against, against the Heat, he had 13 points in the first half. I think he made, like, three or four three-pointers in the first half. He, he has been playing very well, and he's been taking advantage of every opportunity he gets. And Wesley Matthews has been also balling out. I've been loving the play of Wesley Matthews. Isn't taking a lot of threes. Well, he's taking a lot of threes, but he's taking them when he's open. Yeah, right. He's doing the arrow for Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews uh, is my guy. Yeah, dude. He's He's been on fire. Um, I'm really liking him. He's been playing well. He's not forcing shots, which he did a lot early in his career. He's taking what's open to him, and I think that's because of all the spacing that this Bucks team is getting because of how much they can spread the floor and I think that's their like main reason for success is they've just been balling out. And Chris Middleton was on fire last night in the second half against the Cavs. He had like 12 straight points. I was like, mm, money Middleton, baby. Oh, man. I will but, say about this team and this roster, and I truly believe this um, all the way through, I think this team's success is dependent on um, the success of Eric Bledsoe. I don't know if that's just I, me. I, I partially agree. Yeah, I feel he like he's like is so inconsistent. That is very true. Yeah, like, like you see, like George Hill. George Hill gave you 19 last night, and he wasn't even starting. Yeah, I like. I'm not saying because I love George Hill coming off the bench. I think I said this on a previous podcast. That man is a floor general, and mm-hmm. he runs that second unit like to the T. Everything he needs. It. We saw Facts. vintage George Hill Facts. last night. Exactly. He was, yeah, he was amazing last that was, night that was indiana pacers george yeah. hill eastern conference finals uh-huh. george hill <laughs> like the guy was straight up hooping and yeah dude I, it was incredible and eric bledsoe like I, eric bledsoe doesn't need to be a floor general but he needs to hit his open shots he yeah. needs to not look like a like a buffoon driving into the land of the giants and getting yeah. swatted down by it like it's gonna happen mm-hmm. like nerland's noel we're gonna see some some scrub we're going to see some <laughs> scrub just absolutely annihilate Eric Bledsoe. 
But would you would you rather? I think Eric Bledsoe is going to be traded by the deadline this year. Really? I don't know for who. Like that, I thought extending him last year was the best thing that could have happened. I thought because it was was it four years, seventy five million. Yeah. Or was it three? Might it was four? I'm pretty sure it was four. Regardless, uh, that contract is, in like, cap dead cap space. That's what I'm going to call it right now. Until he starts to produce. Yeah, the only argument I have against you is that it's early in the season. We have to wait. This Bucks team still. Still I'm going meshing. off of from last season as well. Oh, from last season, okay. Because like it's carrying over. Like he was absent in the playoffs. That's yeah, no doubting that. Um, but yes, yeah, all all I have to say is is that it's early in the season. I think the Bucks team is still meshing together, and they're meshing pretty well, pretty fast, in my opinion. Like they're scoring at a high rate for mm-hmm. all the new pieces that we have. I'm loving Robin Lopez coming off the bench. He gives a lot of energy. Um. Yeah, dude. I just this team's like this team's just like fun to watch. I think I like this team better than last year's team, to be honest. Yeah, that might be a hot take, but I, I think it's, I think this team might be a little bit better than last year, just because we're like I've never seen the Bucks be able to be create so much space and be able to hit down their hit their shots like so consistently as they have yeah. the first three games. Like they're just like and Kyle Korver coming off of screens, dude, is is so deadly. It's unguardable, and I think that he's right now. It's a tie between him and Wesley Matthews for best free agent signing for the Bucks, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'd probably choose Corver a little bit over that just because he's just been so hot as of late. But Wesley Matthews, don't get me wrong, has been playing phenomenal. I'm really he plays loving his great play. defense. Yeah, he's, a, he's been locking it down. And, dude, let's talk about Pat Connaughton. Connaughton. White boys making night. noise. Yes, dude. Had 17 last night off the bench. Him and George Hill were just... Yeah. Dynamic duo, baby. Those Just not, firing off. You can go off that whole bench, honestly. Ex- yeah. Ursan. Ursan in the oh, game against the my... Rockets. He was Ugh. incredible. Yeah, dude came in clutch at the end, hit that wide open uh-huh. uh mid mid range, seal the game. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, dude. I love I've always loved Ursan, but no, I'm excited for this Bucks team. Obviously losing to the Heat wasn't ideal, but we're they're two and one. They're playing well, hitting their shots. Um play Boston. So, we'll just see how it goes and we'll see how the season progresses yeah. and looking I ahead do... playing Boston, I'm I'm a little worried. Orlando, I'm not really that worried. Uh mm-hmm. I'm most excited looking ahead the game against the Timberwolves, I think. Yeah, they're they're 3 they and 0 I think right now. Yeah. yeah. The Timberwolves are great. Um mm-hmm. they're good they're a good team. Carl Anthony Towns is finally living up to who he is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like a big I, boy I down on the block, finally imposing his will on other people. Exactly. But you know yeah. what? We got one of those guys. We got. We have a whole starting lineup of those guys. Mm-hmm. So that's the game I'm looking forward to most in the coming schedule. Not even the Clippers. I think they play the Clippers after that. Yeah. And I want to ask you one thing. What? I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm, I want to ask you one thing about like the league so far. Who has? What player in the league? It can be from the Bucks. Any any team, what player in the league has like surprised you the most this year by their John level Morant. of play? John Morant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude's a baller. Like I knew he was going to be good, but he's already a he's already an NBA starter. I think I I completely agree. He's playing well. He had um he passed it. They beat the the Nets the other night um mm-hmm. by a buzzer I'll, beater in overtime. Yeah, but you know what happened? 
Kyrie went up for the game winner, and John Morant swatted. Morant blocked him. it, yeah. Yeah, and then my Great guy Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder, another Marquette guy, came knocked in down and the knocked down the the three pointer to win it. Yeah, I know John Morant has been playing great. I think my pick would probably be Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram has been playing very well this season. He's yeah. averaging about 23 points a game. First game of the year, he had 30 points against the Raptors. I'm mm-hmm. really liking his play. I think he's finally starting to like fit that role. You know, right? Like, yeah. A lot of people expected him to be like a Kevin Durant kind of guy, and I didn't think that he would be like Kevin Durant, but I could see the comparisons because he's long, he can shoot the three, and he can get to the paint. And I think we're finally starting to see him like develop and be the scorer that he can be. Mm-hmm. And I like that because the Pelicans got a hell of a steal for him. And I think that yeah. once Zion comes back, I think that the team's going to be good. They're 0-3 right now, but they've every game they every yeah. game that they have played they have battled and like because I've watched two of the games so far and they have battled in each of those games and they have barely lost to the Rockets they barely lost um, who was the first game against I can't remember their first game but they only oh so the Raptors they they lost to the Raptors by like two points they lost to the Rockets by four and then I think they lost to the Warriors by like fifteen but the Warriors needed that game so I'm not too worried about but. No, Brandon Ingram is probably my choice right now. Surprising me. Trey Young has also been playing phenomenal. So. I like Trey Young. I'm I'm going to see. Uh, that's the game I'm going to. Hawks oh really? At Bucks. Really that'll excited be a, for that'll that. That'll be a great game. Yeah, Vince um, Carter, dude. Yeah, man. Get to see, get to see the ageless wonder. I just want to put a plug in here. I think Anthony Davis is is has ruined the Lakers. <laughs> I think he. Here, here's what I like that you bring that up. Here, here's what I want to say about that. There. As well, the Lakers have been playing well, but they just don't seem like every time they come down the court with the basketball, it looks they just look like they play with uncertainty. I don't know how else to explain it. They just look weird playing basketball. I don't. I really don't know how to explain it. I like, watched look, the game against the Jazz, and I was sad to see that they won. <laughs> the Lakers won because I yeah. really like the Jazz as like a I'm a franchise. yeah I'm a big Jazz fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I like their jersey. There's there's a lot I there's not a lot I don't like about that team. You know? Yeah. Um and just playing like it's just the LeBron it is it is the LA Bron show. Yeah. And he's good. I love I love seeing him play. I'm I'm trying to be more appreciative of this era, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you I agree. You can't just take advantage of this this insane old man. He's an old man now. Yeah, dude. Think of it. One day that one day we'll wake up and we'll be ready to watch an NBA game, and LeBron won't be in it. Yeah. So just got to take advantage of it as you can. But no, I don't. I think the Lakers are gonna flop at some point. They're literally an Anthony Davis injury away from being irrelevant. Yeah. LeBron cannot lead that team to sixty wins anymore by himself. They don't have Kyle Kuzma. I mean, they have Danny Green. He's a good. He'll get you fifteen. But they're an Anthony Davis injury away from being irrelevant. They will not win more than 50 games if he gets injured, and I'll mark that right now because LeBron he LeBron physically is in great shape, but he's also physically not able to do the things that he used to yeah. do, and that's why I just that's why I'm every time I watch the game and I see Anthony Davis like catch a lob, I'm just like, dude, his shoulder is gonna give out for yeah. like the third time. It's gonna give out, and I'm just waiting to hear all of it on ESPN. I'm ready to hear it all. I'm just but, waiting. Like honestly, they have the tools. Like KCP. Um, oh, dude, he's he, been playing horrible. He's been awful. I'm pretty sure he yeah. had one point in that game against the Jazz. Like I saw a meme minutes. where it said, where it said somebody arrest this man for stealing 18 million from the Lakers." Yeah, 
been trash. Yeah, he's but been he's very gonna come bad. around. You know, like, these players aren't gonna be bad forever. I think the worst thing that happened to him was getting traded from Detroit, like because he's played very he well in Detroit. in Detroit. Yeah, he was averaging like eighteen to twenty points a game with him and Reggie Jackson. I think that was probably the worst thing for him, because now he he's just like. He's just throwing up shots. It feels like he's not even shooting. Yeah. He's just throwing them up just to try to score. But I guess we'll just have to see. I think the Lakers are obviously going to keep playing well if Anthony Davis is in there. But if he's not, we could see turmoil happen real fast because then they're going to they're gonna make a trade and then it'll be, oh, LeBron can't win without him, or blah, 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 blah. So yeah. we'll just have to see how it unfolds. All right. Well, we can move on now. We'll We'll do your favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> Let's go to the pack. Pack attack, baby. Um, what were your thoughts on the week eight game? I want to hear your thoughts from from a from a non Packer. You're a Packer fan, but you're a non Packer fan at the same time. So I want to hear your thoughts. I'm all in. All I'm in all on the in pack? On, on Matt LaFleur. You are? All yeah, right. It's taken this long, but He's not we have a revelation, ladies he's, and gentlemen. He's we not have he's a revelation. Than he was. <laughs> I can't. I know, uh, that actually means a lot from Riley because I've heard Riley talk so much smack about Matt Lafleur, and I mean, I I'm not denying what Riley's been saying either. I because I I know I understand what he's saying and I've seen it, but to hear that from Riley it <laughs> means a lot. <laughs> like really just sucks. to see him mesh, you know, with Rogers, like that's mm-hmm. something. That's something to. Like consider, it's, dude. It's just the the whole vibe of this team is just. I've never seen a Packer team vibe like this. Like everybody's just like, and I, I like what Matt Lafleur says every week in the press in the press conferences and the interviews. They talk about, oh, what do you feel about this win streak? And all he says is, each week we try to go one and all. We're focused on this week and this week only. We're not focused on next week, the Super Bowl, the playoffs, anything. We're focused on going one and all this week. And when we're done with this week, we move on to the next. He has this mm-hmm. business-like mentality, and I think Aaron Rodgers likes that because Aaron, I think Aaron cares about his stats, but he, I think he cares more about winning at this point in his career. He like needs he more wants Super to Bowls win. To like his he's name. every exactly, yeah. He wants more Super Bowls. He he just wants to win, dude. He doesn't care about this. He's got the stats. He's got the MVPs. Who cares? Let's just win and let's like give these fans, these fans that have desperately been waiting for another Super Bowl for almost ten years now. Um, just let's bring it home. Let's just bring the Lombardi home. And I'm not saying the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I'm I not am. saying that at all. Well, I don't want you to say that because I'm a superstitious asshole and I don't like that. But, um, but no, I I Who's agree. Gonna beat I, Who's gonna beat him in the playoffs? I, the Seahawks. Maybe pop, Seahawks are good, yeah. Maybe. Well, it's not going to be the Rams. 40, well, the 49ers do. I'm not even. I'm up. not even going to mention them. <laughs> you want to talk about a bunch of phonies? Look at the San Francisco 49ers. 17 and 35. Bunch of phonies. Don't get me wrong. They've got some nice players. Like Nick Bosa is going to be a top tier defensive player in the league. I'm not denying that, and I don't think Riley would either. Unless he, well, I don't know. Riley, no, maybe I might. wouldn't deny it. Yeah, but they know they have good players. But literally, look at their schedule. Look at their freaking schedule. They are seventeen so far after week eight. They're seventeen. They have played teams that are seventeen and thirty-five. Seventeen and thirty-five. One of the, two of those teams are a combined one for fifteen. Yep. Like 
Come open on. up open up the season against the Buccaneers. All right. They dropped 55 on the Rams, but the Rams aren't even performing right now. Then you no. go over and play the they Bengals. Weren't, they weren't at least three weeks, yeah. Yeah. And then the Niners, congrats. The Niners, I mean, I'm excuse me, the Steelers. You play the Steelers without Big Ben. Like, yeah, and they still just turned the ball over five times and won that game somehow. Uh-huh. They literally talked about barely won that game. I will say that I did not expect them to hold the Browns to three points. Like, I'm pretty sure Baker threw, like, 17 picks in that. <laughs> no, I'm so, looking at the box score right now. He was 8 for 22, 100 yards, and two picks. And benched in the fourth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like... Otherwise, you you played you played the Rams, all right. You won that game, but then the Redskins and the Panthers without like with Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen is gonna develop, but he's not a starter now. And really, mm-hmm. the only thing to keep in the the Panthers afloat is Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I'm not yeah, impressed. Dude. It's when they play the Seahawks um, because oh, they're gonna go play Kyler Murray now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not dissing the Cardinals either, and I don't think Riley is either. But the Cardinals, rookie, rookie, rookie quarterback, they're on their third string running back. David Johnson's not playing. I would love it's, to see, and neither is Chase Drake. Go for like 200. Just come in, play. He's been there for three days. Come in and just <laughs> get 280 yards from scrimmage. Like, breaks breaks every NFL record. Just just completely abolishes the 49ers. Yeah. That'd be funny as hell. But no, so. We're going to hear the 49ers are playing well. There's no denying that. But until the 49ers run offense is the only thing keeping them alive, in my opinion, once that run offense defenses will learn how to shut that down. It's not hard to just stop the run. It's really not. If you just Jim, especially if you in this just, back half of the season, because if you look at their runs, if you look at the all 22 film, mm-hmm. what Kyle Shanahan is doing with this offensive line is so creative. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, you're not you don't know what you're looking at as a defensive player. I, yeah, I listened exactly. to a podcast on this the other day, and there was some like linebacker being like, "If I was out on that field, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like all the linemen will shift right, but the le- uh, the run will go to the left, and yeah, really just has to beat one defender, and he'll get 15 yards. Exactly, yeah. And I'm not denying like Tevin Coleman's a good running back. I'm not. He played well in Atlanta, and he's still playing well. I'm not denying that. But once you stop this run, can Jimmy G pull through? And my answer is no. I don't think he can. I don't think he's good enough. I don't think that he's able to lead this team. They'll probably make the playoffs just because of how the NFC's turning out so far. But I don't think that he's going to I don't think that he can win this team games, Rye. I really don't. He's nine he has nine touchdowns. Doesn't even have 10 touchdowns this season. Doesn't have 10 touchdowns in 8 games. He's got seven picks. He's tied for third in picks. And I just I just don't see it happening. I really don't. I think it's I think that once they put the ball, they, I think teams want Jimmy G to have the ball. I think they want him to have the mm-hmm. ball. Um, so I'm not buying the hype right now. So I guess I don't know. I'm if they really come just out and they beat it. the Seahawks. I think they play them in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'll eat my words. No, they they play them in San Francisco on Veterans Day. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I think Seattle wins that one in a close one. If it, I, I mean if if. They pull it off. I'll eat. I'll eat my words. But agreed. Until agreed. then, they're phonies. They're they Super Bowl pretenders. Yeah. Not going. Um, but back to the Packers. Let's let's talk about the Chiefs game quick, Rye. Let's talk about the Chiefs game. What were, what were? I want to say, what were your thoughts initially after the game? Like, bat, like, 
did the defense play bad or did Andy Reid outcoach us? Like, I what thought are your Andy Reid did everything he could to make it a good game. Agreed. Like it was this this outcome was the best scenario for the Chiefs. Yeah, you know? I, I completely agree. Right. I was listening to um, who was I listening to? I believe it was Skip and Shannon. Um, and they were talking to they're talking to someone and they were talking about how Andy Reid has he's coached lesser quarterbacks to greatness. Like you look at they talked about Kevin Cobb. Like Kevin Cobb literally led the Eagles to the playoffs and got paid millions of dollars in the offseason because of that and he was a bust donovan mcnab above average quarterback but not very mobile led them to the super bowl and then you look at guys like like freaking alex smith alex smith's not bad but andy Reid definitely definitely upgraded mm-hmm. alex smith by coaching him um so you like andy Reid is just really he's a quarterback whisper he's just really good at working with his quarterbacks and, and putting them in a position to succeed and working to their strengths. Um, and I'm not saying he does that with Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes has talent. Like he, he can straight out play and he can straight out throw the ball. But you look at guys like Matt Moore, who was coaching, who was an assistant coach. For who football. scouted Kyler Murray. Yeah, he was scouting Kyler Murray before the season started. He was a high school football assistant um, in Florida. And then he just brings it. He's like, and he called. I remember I was hearing this all on Monday night, and they're like, they literally just called him at like two in the morning, just like, dude, I need a quarterback. Um, so they brought him in, and he just he just worked with him and just figured out his strengths and things like that, and that's and that's just how it went. Um, so I think it was more. I think it was more. And and Andrew Reid, after the Packers went up fourteen zero, he started running like a lot of gimmicky plays. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, right? Like he started running a lot of screen plays. Like McCole Hardman had that rushing, that end around touchdown on the Packers. Um, they ran another screen to him. They were getting Tyreek open. They had that stupid touchdown to Travis Kelsey, which I, which was a great play by Travis Kelsey. He like completely turned his body and like caught it and then ran to the end zone. Um, so I think Andy Reid's really good at like gimmicky, annoying plays. I hate when coaches do that. But I mean, no, I don't work. think our, they do work. They definitely do. But I don't think our defense is bad. I think our defense is good enough to win us games. Like, as long as, like, they only held, I think they only held the Chiefs to seven points in the second half, if I'm right. I think the Chiefs had, what, 17 in the first, and then they finished with 24. So, yeah, seven, um, which is great. That's a great half. Two quarters, seven points. I'll mm-hmm. take it. I'll take that any day of the week. Um, but I think the bigger thing to talk about is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Um, dude, this dude, this is he's flashed it back, and that's part of the reason why I'm sold. Is this dude is MVP form again? You mm-hmm. know, I like, love it. I wasn't sold these first three weeks, and it really it was on Matt Lafleur in my opinion. But that fader, getting oh sacked God. in the corner, the guys that I was watching with, we all kind of like looked away. We were certain he threw the ball away, one hundred percent certain. We're like, oh shit, what? Yeah, and, the, and was, this guy next to me is like, "No way, he meant to do that." And we're like, "Yeah, we've all been saying that since 2008." <laughs> yeah. like, no, I was yeah when I was watching when I saw that happen because I was live tweeting the game on our Twitter. And if you're not following us on Twitter at Bruce City Boys, just got to plug that in quick. Um, but I was live tweeting on our Twitter, and I looked away, and I was like, "Oh, he's just it's just a throwaway." And then all of a sudden, I see Jamal Williams like Tony toe tap 
in, in the back of the end zone and catches it. And I was like, I was like, oh, oh, he scored, he scored. So then I typed, I, I quickly typed in like touchdown Jamal Williams on our Twitter, and I was freaking out. And then I saw the replay of it. He, he was halfway, he was sideways, mm-hmm. sideways, and threw that ball like thirty yards, not thirty, fifteen, twenty yards. Yeah, but still, like the amount of the amount of strength that he had to get on that, like just he never ceases to amaze me. Aaron Rodgers never ceases to amaze me. Each week it seems like he does something, something that we've just are just so used to him doing, but we still are amazed by seeing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he does something that's so normal, but he makes it amazing. Um, and him and without Devontae, dude, him and Aaron Jones have been just clicking on offense. And we talked about this in our recap, which again, go check it out, BrewCityBoys.com. Just posted it about half hour ago, hour ago. Um, so go check that out. Um, he has found his new re- new receiver, and it's not any of our receivers. It's the freaking running backs. He loves throwing to his running backs now. Um, Aaron Jones is, I would say, this might be a hot take, top, top five running back in the league right now. And people might think that's crazy. People might think that's not realistic. But he... He's doing everything for this Packers team. He's doing everything. Um, he's he's getting in the fourth quarter when the Packers had like three minutes left to go in the game. He had like he had those three rushes of like fifteen yards, ten yards, eight yards, just to milk the clock. And he, I don't even <laughs> I'm at a loss of words. He's just he's just been so great. And he had a hundred and like fifty six receiving yards against the Chiefs yeah. and two touchdowns. Like that's crazy, right? That's yeah. uh, it's nuts. Words can't even explain it. And Jamal Williams, dude, my boy, I love Jamal. had had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown against the Chiefs. Um, I I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it right now. Packers have the best running back duo in the league. I'm not saying best solo running back, but when it comes to a, a one-two punch, dude, these running backs are good, and they are they are hard. They can both catch the ball out of the backfield, which is huge. That is huge, huge, huge. They both can catch the ball. They both are tough runners. They both grit it out. They break tackles. They're shifty, and they just and they block. They block well. Jamal Williams had a few missed blocks against the Chiefs, and I was pissed off about that. But then he made up for it and had a few key blocks, and so did Aaron Jones. Um, I think they're the best running back duo in the league. And in the quotes and in the words of Devontae Adams, and if you don't believe that, you're on math. So well, because of that, because of the two running backs, that's why I believe the Packers are contenders. You know. Yeah, dude. I think they... if, I think if you look over the last decade, maybe not quite the whole decade, but what teams have had is they've had more than one reliable running back. The teams that are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you, you know the, the Rams last night, like Patriots with their four-headed monster. Yeah, the Eagles with uh, Jay Ajayi, Jordan or Jay Ajayi, Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so the you Rams just... last year with Anderson and uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yeah, dude. It's the you dual running backs are the yeah. way to go. They definitely are, and that's if you if you have running backs that can catch the ball in today's NFL, you win. Like you win games just off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this and dude, we're dominating. We're not dominating teams. We didn't dominate the Chiefs. I would say I don't think we dominated them. We played very well offense. I think offensively we dominated pretty well. Um, but I don't think as like a whole we dominated them. But we've been dominating teams, dude, as of late without Devontae. Without Mm -hmm. imagine when we get him back, like the possibilities are endless, and I think he should be. From what I'm hearing, 
he should be good to go against the Chargers. From what I'm hearing, he said he's feeling better. He said, I saw a thing where he's going to wear his old cleats from 2017 because they they make him feel better and it gives him more cushion for his turf toe. So that's good. I, I ho- I, the only thing I hope that they're not rushing him back because I don't want him to still have turf toe and be playing with it because the, the chances of him re-injuring that are so high. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, dude, I'm excited for this team. I really am. And like win or lose, this team like fights to the end they fight to the end and they just grit it out and i love it i just really love it any other takes that you have on it or i don't i like i've got my my opinions out there let's talk about the chargers game i think it's like what's gonna matter is getting to the quarterback yeah if they get to if they get to philip rivers he's done Mm -hmm. this yeah this team is toast they just lost it they won last week right Beat the Bears, which was huge for us. Beat the Bears off a Mm -hmm. missed field goal. They lost to the Titans. (laughs) Um, I love how they're not in there. (laughs) I had to. I had to. So, like, they're not a. They're not looking good at all. No, they do have. I think they'll contain Keenan Allen, um, Hunter Henry. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's gonna be a problem. I think Adrian Amos and Jair Alexander and. Literally all these, this whole secondary is going to contain um, mm-hmm. this Chargers receiving core. Like yeah. Hunter Henry's the X factor for the, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, yeah, because he's always open. It seems like. Um, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm actually, I'm actually excited about this game. Um, I'd just like to see Melvin Gordon, Wisconsin guy. Um, but no, like you said, if they can get to the quarterback, it's over. Philip Rivers is not mobile. Um. And yeah, if we can just put pressure on him in the pocket, collapse the pocket, have him for his throw. Have you know? Have you ever seen? Have you ever really noticed his throwing motion, Ry? Philip Rivers, his throwing motion is like like when you get a chance, to look at it. It's it's weird. Maybe it's just me. I think it's a weird throwing motion. I think people have talked about it as well. Obviously, it's worked for many many he years. Throws for like four thousand yards every year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I think yeah, like you said, if they put pressure on Philip Rivers. Make him throw some tough throws. The definite X factor for the Chargers is going to be Hunter Henry. Um, give me an X factor for the Packers. What do you think? Who do the you pass think? Pass rush. Pass rush. I'm going to put this on. I'm going to put this on the run game. I'm. I think if we can get the run game going early again, because the Chargers defense is is annihilated. They have so 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 many injuries. Melvin Ingram's out. Derwin James is out. Jaleel Adai is out. Joey Bosa is still playing, but he hasn't really been a factor as much this season. Um, so I think if we can just get the run game going quick and early with our one-two punch, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, um, I think that's going to be huge for the Packers because then that just spreads out the field. And especially another X factor, I think, will be Devontae Adams, obviously, if he comes back because he's, he's going to draw so much attention that's going to leave... MVS open, that's going to leave Jake Kumaro, Geronimo Allison, Alan Lazard, who I'm really starting to like, Alan Lazard. Um, but no, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for it. Um, I want to quickly talk about the NFL trade deadline, Rye. So the NFL trade deadline ends at four today. Um, just give me your thoughts. doesn't even have to be about the Packers. Um, give yeah, me your I'll, thoughts on I'll who you think thoughts. are going to be traded. Like I said before, Titans aren't going to trade anybody. <laughs> you thought they were going to clear house. Just want to get I that think, out there. I think they might trade. I think they might trade one or two people, possibly no. today. No. And if they don't, I'll be kind of shocked. I no. think they should. They should definitely try to trade Delaney Walker. I don't feel I like think they should trade him to the Patriots. 
Yeah, Patriots could definitely use give a tight him, end. Give he's... him a shot at a title. Yeah, give him a... <laughs> show that man respect. Not even because he's good, just just yeah. needs a title. Yeah, give him a chance. <laughs> I do have updates that you probably haven't seen. All right, let's hear them. Falcons just released kicker Matt Bryant. Shot? Oh, that's weird. Why it's would not, they do it's that? Not very shocking, but. Um, I mean, it's not shocking, but why would they do that, though? Houston and Kansas City are the teams interested in Le'Veon Bell. That would be huge for them. That um, would definitely put the Chiefs as a powerhouse then in the NFL once they get Patrick Mahomes back, which they already are a powerhouse, but yeah. that would be interesting. Let's see what else we got going on here. Andy, I don't... Dalton. Andy Dalton was just benched. He's mm-hmm. benched for this week. Um, not not really a shocker there. either. 0-8. <laughs> so, yeah. Saints see... just waived Ken Crawley. Oh, that's actually shocking because he was a starting D back for them. Mm-hmm. I kind of like. I would would not mind the Packers picking him up. He's not too bad. He'd be a good backup, good third string. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. Uh, and the Titans worked out two quarterbacks, and I think that means that Marcus Mariota is, is out out for the season. I don't think they're going to trade him though. I think they're just going we'll to let him walk at the end yeah, of the season. We still have what three hours left? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Do you? Here's here's my question. Would you rather just what would be more beneficial to them, cutting him or trading him? Oh, it would be trading, obviously. Yeah. But they're so not they going to some of the cap space back, wouldn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think what do you think a team would give them for him? A third rounder. Third rounder. Like a Bears could use him. I mean, yeah, they could. I don't see why they wouldn't. But I you know, I don't think like I don't think the NFL tr- trade deadline is exciting at all. It was crazy last year. It was crazy last year. Mm. I saw. I remember seeing like Golden Tate got traded. Haha, Clinton Dix got traded. Yeah. I think there was like uh, ten trades last year in the final like ten minutes. That was that was crazy. And then you remember the whole like, do you remember the debacle with the Browns like two years ago where they tried to trade for AJ McCarron, but they submitted the forms for him like five minutes after the trade deadline, so they didn't get him in oh, time. Oh, I didn't see that. That was that happened like two years ago. That was so funny. I was so, I was like, that's such a Browns move. That's such a Browns move. I would. This might be a hot take. I wouldn't be shocked to see OBJ get traded today. I really wouldn't. With the way the Browns season's they, they going, don't, players don't move in the NFL like they do in the NBA. Like you can't just trade. Like I know, but I've been hearing. You can't some just things, do dude. that. I've been hearing. It's not going to happen. Like like it's so hard to learn a new f- offense and stuff. It's not yeah, but happening. You, you say that, but then look at Jalen Ramsey demands a trade. Yeah, but that's a. I just said offense. Oh, okay. I was talking about you, you can go in and learn. You, a cover two in <laughs> L.A. is probably the same as a cover two in Jacksonville. You know. True. Yeah. Like, defensive players can get moved around a lot more, but like especially if you're going to trade within division or within conference, mm-hmm. where you can see these teams in the postseason, you're not going to give away your their their secrets. Yeah, like it's it's a strategy thing, and I think that's why like it matters. In the NFL, yeah. you can actually scheme for stuff. In the NBA, like yeah, you can you can know our playbook, you can know what we're gonna run, our strategy, but you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that's another why the NFL's question. NFL's not as exciting. I have another question. Do you think who do you think the Packers, if they were to trade for someone, what position? What Keenan position Allen. would they? <laughs> Just straight, straight up Keenan Allen. Yeah, dude, I think he'd be a beast, don't you think? Oh no, absolutely. I'm just saying we're gonna have to give up. We're gonna have to give up some stuff for that. Yeah, you will. 
<laughs> but you also get a title. <laughs> You'll get a Lombardi trophy. You have Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen, along with like MVS. You can trade Geronimo. Dude, I had a dream where the Packers traded two first-rounders for Julio, and I pooped myself when I woke up. <laughs> I was like, that'd be awesome if we got Julio Jones. I think the Packers need to train for a linebacker, and from what I've been hearing, um, Jake Glazer reported that the Falcons can't even get a sixth-round pick for Vic Beasley, and I think the Packers should give him a sixth-round pick for Vic Beasley. That dude had 15 sacks in 2016, um, but apparently he hasn't been very productive, but I mean... For a six-round pick, why wouldn't you? Why not take a shot, you know? Yeah, like, I, I feel like he could easily get a good amount. I don't think the Packers need any more pass rush, but they could definitely use guys in coverage um, at the linebacker because Blake Martinez is struggling in coverage. So, but no, I, I guess we'll just have to see. Um, if, the, and if anybody from the Packers gets traded today or if the Packers trade for anybody, you guys will see that on our social media pages. At Bruce City Boys on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, any closing remarks, Roy? Nope, that's all we got for you. We'll see you Sunday night. Um, no, we're going to do it Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. We'll release the next podcast Monday night. Um, we'll probably record it Sunday night. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you're checking out all our stuff at Bruce City Boys. Soon we will be having videos for this Tender Talk to go with this. So yes, we'll sir. check it later. Have a good one. Oh,